This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, the state of Alabama is now offering assistance to Florida in the wake of Hurricane Ian. Governor Ivey's office released a statement ahead of the hurricane landing which was along the west coast of that state. The assistance from Alabama will include any emergency response vehicles and utility repair vehicles that are needed for the injuries and damage that have come as a result of this storm. This assistance will be available to the state of Florida up until October 24th. Evacuees from the Tampa Bay area are also welcome to take shelter here in Alabama. The governor's office says that the Alabama Department of Tourism has created a QR code for evacuees to use that will help them locate available hotel rooms. Governor Ivey says she did speak with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on the phone regarding the upcoming recovery from the storm. Ivey says that if Alabama has something that Florida needs in their recovery efforts, that we're going to send it to them. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is publicly defending Eagle Form of Alabama when it comes to a subpoena for documents that was issued by the Department of Justice. Tuberville called the Eagle Forum a very good group here in the state and says he's going to be waiting to see what's resolved in the courtroom when it comes to this unprecedented subpoena from the DOJ. The DOJ is seeking all communications and documents from Eagle Forum that are related to a state law that the group helped craft. That legislation was signed this year by the governor, It prohibits doctors from providing transgender hormone therapy or surgery for anyone under the age of 19. Eagle Form is taking this DOJ subpoena to a judge and asking for an injunction against it being enforced. A home in Mountain Brook outside of Birmingham was vandalized because the owner is part of a construction contract in Georgia. The home belongs to the chairman of Brassfield and Gorey, Miller Gorey. The vandals damaged two vehicles on that property as well as sculptures. Brassfield and Gorey recently got a contract to build a police training facility near Atlanta in DeKalb County. Apparently, left-wing environmentalists do not want construction on the 80 acres of land in that area, since these activists have now claimed responsibility for the vandalism that happened over here in Alabama. The claims were made on an anonymous blog post. That post also threatened more violence if the construction contract with the police was not dropped. The environmentalists call themselves the forest defenders and have even gone so far as to sabotage machinery that's already set up at the construction site, as well as spray paint certain places on the property with the words, Stop Cop City. Police are investigating the case. No arrests have been made at this point. In Mobile, a police undercover drug operation resulted in four arrests, with investigators still looking for three other suspects. Seven men total are wanted by the Mobile police for running a drug ring in that city. The arrests come after a three-month investigation. Operation Westside has now resulted in the seizure of marijuana, cocaine, meth, hydrocodone pills, codeine syrup, five guns, and cash. The Talladega Super Speedway is opening up parts of their campground for Floridians who are seeking refuge from Hurricane Ian. Talladega is joining the city of Hoover in making this offer to those who evacuated from the area ahead of the hurricane's landfall, which occurred in the Tampa Bay area on Wednesday. The campsites are free to evacuees and include showers and restrooms. Staff at the Talladega Super Speedway are currently preparing for the Yellowwood 500, which occurs on Sunday, October 2nd. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, 
As we mentioned, Hurricane Ian was a big one, and it still continues. The storm increased to a Category 4 hurricane with 150-mile-per-hour winds and storm surge from 12 to 18 feet in some parts of the western coast of Florida, which is where it hit near the Tampa Bay area. Millions of Floridians are now without power as catastrophic flooding and rain continues for at least another 24 hours. The storm is expected to eventually move through the central part of Florida and then on up into Georgia and even the Carolinas. The storm has already claimed two lives in Cuba when the storm hit a day before Florida and took out that Caribbean island's entire electrical grid. A bill that would change the way that electoral college votes are handled in Congress is very likely going to pass the U.S. Senate with Republican support. Republican Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is not opposed to the bill. In fact, he said he's in favor of the measure earlier this week. The bill would increase the threshold that is necessary from members of Congress to object to electoral college votes that are submitted by states in a presidential election. The bill essentially takes power out of the vice president's position within the U.S. Senate, power that gave him the ability to reject questionable electoral votes, which was what Vice President Mike Pence was being asked to do in 2020 regarding certain swing states and claims of electoral fraud, giving the outcome to Biden. However, Pence maintained that he did not have the power to do so in that Senate. This Senate bill will make certain that the vice president doesn't have the power to challenge electoral votes, but that only Congress does. Have you heard about the Nord Stream gas pipeline disaster? Well, there is currently a leak of natural gas into the Baltic Sea where an underwater pipeline was being constructed. The Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines were going to provide energy from Russia to the country of Germany, but that plan has been disrupted with the pipeline now in shambles. Danish Prime Minister Mette Frederiksen says the damage done looks like sabotage. That is also being confirmed by those within the Swedish National Seismic Network who say that they tracked several massive earthquake-like explosions on Monday in that area. The president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, is also calling it an act of sabotage and demanding an investigation. Social media and some news outlets here in the U.S. are already pointing the finger at President Joe Biden as the source of this sabotage, or possibly the influence. They're referencing back to comments he made in February before Russia invaded Ukraine. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany... If uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. What do, what how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. With the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines now out of commission and unable to sell natural gas to Germany for the upcoming winter months, the U.S. is next in line to make gains from that explosion by selling liquefied natural gas to Europe, which is what was started after sanctions were placed on Russia over their invasion of Ukraine. Former President Donald Trump is viewing this latest disruption of the Nord Stream 1 and 2 as a very serious event that could escalate even further into a major conflict between European countries, Russia, and even the U.S. Trump agreed with the assessment that it was sabotage and even suggested this could lead to war. He posted on Truth Social that U.S. leadership should remain cool, calm, and dry and be strategic on getting a negotiated deal done now to end the war in Ukraine. Trump even offered to head over to Europe to help lead the negotiations on behalf 
of the U.S. government. British cardiologist Dr. Asim Malhotro is making waves in the medical world and beyond by reversing his stance on the COVID-19 vaccine. This comes after Malhotra released a nine-month study on data regarding the mRNA and vaccine injuries. Malhotra was one of the first to go get the vaccine in 2021, only to see his father die months later from what Malhotra believes was vaccine-induced myocarditis. Here is more from a 10-minute interview that Malhotra did with the Freeman Reports in the UK to explain why he's now calling for a halt to administering the COVID-19 vaccine to anyone. So what I've done recently is critically appraise the evidence around the um, COVID vaccine, specifically the mRNA vaccine. Uh, And the reason that I looked into this is that I uh, suffered quite a personal tragedy with the sudden death of my father in July last year. Um, He was a very fit and well man. He was 73 years old. Um, During the whole of lockdown, he was walking 10 to 15,000 steps a day. Um, He was very conscientious of his diet. I had assessed his heart a few years earlier. uh, And in fact, he actually had improved his lifestyle since then. But his post-mortem findings really shocked me. Um, There were two severe blockages in his coronary arteries, which didn't really make any sense with everything I know, both as a cardiologist, someone who has an expertise in this particular area, but also intimately knowing my dad's lifestyle and his health. Um, Not long after that, uh, data started to emerge that suggested there was a possible link between the mRNA vaccine and increased risk of heart attacks from uh, a mechanism of increasing inflammation around the coronary arteries. But on top of that, I I was then contacted by a whistleblower at a very prestigious um, university in the UK, the cardiologist himself, who explained to me that there was similar research findings in his department and that those researchers had decided to essentially cover that up because they were worried about losing research funding from the pharmaceutical industry. What I would like to say is you need to understand that the current system is encouraging good people to do bad things. At the root of this problem are big, very powerful corporations that have too much influence on government, on healthcare, on media, and their primary responsibility is to produce profit for their shareholders, not to give you the best treatment. And when you understand that, then we can start doing something to transform the system. And I don't say this lightly, Um, this has been well documented that these corporations, unfortunately, in the way that they go about their business by misleading people, by their business model being fraud, they act like psychopaths and they are a psychopathic entity. Ultimately, the conclusion is that we have a psychopathic entity influencing health policy and that needs to stop and it needs to stop now. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Alabama Unfiltered as they sit down and talk with Ty Coffey about Alabama elections and whether or not they really do meet the gold standard. So Alabama law, the part of Alabama law that's being broken here is it says the list of voters who voted by absentee ballot shall remain confidential until the day following election. So where the law's being broken here is an organization in our state is usurping Alabama law. They're sidestepping the law and they're calling people in real time on election day so that they can cure a ballot that should be incurable. Correct. They're keeping a vote just because somebody, so think about it. We had a lot of people during COVID that didn't want to be around other people. That's why they're voting through absentee uh, ballot. But 
the state legislature is the one who is authorized to make election laws, not the secretary of state, not right. the right. Uh, the governors of these states. And so there is no law change here. So we, we found out that this happened, and we you hear it once. You just take note of it. You hear it twice. You're like, hey, this kind of sounds similar. But then when you hear three and four instances about it, and then when you're contacted by a election official in a county in Alabama, and you're told that this happened, like mm-hmm. this individual actually called the voter and said, I just went by your precinct, and they said you cast a provisional ballot because you were told that you're – uh, your absentee ballot did not count. How did you know that that? Well, y'all called me. The assumption right. was it was official. It was an official phone call. Right. And this individual said, "Well, do you have the telephone number that calls you?" And she looked through her caller ID and said, "Well, as a matter of fact, I do," right. and gave it to the individual. The individual calls this cell phone, and this the person that that made the phone call from that telephone, their voicemail picked up, and the individual wrote the person's. Uh, uh, name down, right. uh, did a Google search and quickly figured out that that person uh, is is employed or volunteers a lot with the Democratic Party. Right, and so that was enough for me at that point to want to put something on paper. And so I actually went to Allison and said, "I really feel like this is big. I feel like we need to go to Steve Marshall, and mm-hmm. I, I really feel like we need to <laughs> elevate this to that level." And right. so we it's a crime. This is where it, gets it is a crime. Okay. It is a crime. So um, so if you help somebody um, break absentee or any type of voting law, if you right. um, coerce, do mm-hmm. anything to help anybody misuse the absentee ballot appropriate uh, uh, process, um, then you are actually committing a felony in the state of Alabama. You can find that podcast on 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you're enjoying the daily detail and benefiting from these reports, feel free to, to go to whatever podcasting app you use and find the main page of the daily detail. On that main page, you should be able to find a drop-down tab where you can rate this, and I surely do hope that rating is a five-star. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 